This is Commerce Talks, the retail podcast powered by Teamwork, the unified commerce platform. Hey everyone, my name is Danny DiNicolantonio, and I'm the host of Commerce Talks, where we shed light on the current retail landscape, where it's headed, and all things Teamwork Commerce. Joining me this week on Commerce Talks is our digital marketing manager at Teamwork Commerce, Alex Goodwin. Alex is a newer member of the Teamwork Commerce team with a background in marketing consulting across the B2C and B2B world. Alex joined the team to drive forward a more engaging marketing strategy across digital channels that seek to empower a broader awareness of the technology solution in addition to creating a memorable engagement experience with prospective retailers. Joining me now is Alexander Goodwin. Thanks for coming on to talk this week. Happy to be here. Excited to uh, have a bit more of a conversation about digital marketing. Awesome. So let's just dive right in. So for retailers, the importance of digital marketing, can you provide some insight there? Sure. I mean, for retailers, obviously, that primary connection point with customers traditionally has been uh, brick and mortar retail. But as we've kind of started to see retail evolve, um, especially this year with the onset of uh, COVID and how that's kind of impacted retail, forced a lot of retailers to rapidly evolve and bring in uh, buy online, ship uh, to store, uh, pick up in store, curbside pickup, all of those different things. Um, that shopping journey, even in brick and mortar retail, is often more and more starting online. Um, I think if you look at a lot of studies from last year, they're kind of indicating that consumer trends have been shifting significantly. Um, and they're often starting their, pers- uh, their purchase journeys online and then completing them online, having them shipped to their home, or then uh, getting some level of fulfillment in store. Um, so if we look at the way that we're trying to reach customers now um, in a retail environment, obviously that has to shift as well. You know, you no longer are just trying to get a customer to walk into your retail location. Uh, signage and having people in the streets to bring them into the stores isn't going to work in the same way uh, online. Online, you have to compete in a much uh, more compacted uh, marketplace where there is a, a variety of retailers across verticals, um, a, a number of competing interests. Um, and so building out an effective digital marketing strategy is much more about being able to uh, demonstrate your differentiators within that marketplace and really stand out and connect with customers. Um, It's a lot more about relationship building than many retailers would realize, but it's often the best way that you're actually able to reach a customer um, and then turn them from a prospect into someone that's actually going to come back to your stores and be loyal to your uh, retail establishment. Yeah. And talking about, you know, being customers or having customers be the focal point of the experience. How does that look, I guess, sometimes to them? And what are they looking for, uh, for value when they see some of these digital marketing targeting towards them? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, now, again, if we look at the retail landscape, it's much more about the consumer than the product. Um, And I think with the level of customization and personalization that consumers are often able to access, uh, whether that's in store with their specific experience online with their experience or with the product offerings that they're able to get because of that combination. Um, The retail process is often more about the retailer actually reaching and connecting with the customer. Um, And so when we're trying to connect and and provide valuable offerings to to customers from the retail uh, perspective, it's so much more about demonstrating the value of the experience, um, the value of the the product offering, but not directly as it refers to the product, but the way you're able to provide it, the way that it's going to improve their lifestyle um, and the way that they should continue to engage with your brand. Um, so often now we see digital marketing as much more of a lifestyle thing. If you look at, you know, you scroll through your Instagram feed and you see the uh, different advertisements you get on there, 
very few times specifically about the product. It's about what the product can do for you, what the product can do for your lifestyle and how that business is going to uh, benefit you. So from a customer perspective, they're, they're looking to be welcomed into a community, into a lifestyle, into uh, this kind of upgraded mind space that they're going to access as a result of your product offerings. And when we talk about omnichannel, uh, how does omnichannel like marketing drive more engaging sales funnels? For sure, I, I, it's, it's a really key thing. Um, you know, we look at omnichannel retail; it's the ability to access a customer through every sales channel um, and provide them with flexible fulfillment that's going to enable them to have the purchase experience that they want. Um, from a marketing perspective, it's kind of exactly the same thing. Uh, we're trying to connect with customers on social media so that we can build relationships with them where they are, get their interest, uh, captivate their, capture their information and then transfer that somewhere else. You know, maybe that, then that progresses to an email uh, marketing campaign that then brings them more in more, gives them more information, tells them a bit more about the community, the products, that kind of thing. Um, so the value of omnichannel marketing is that it turns um, a prospective customer into someone that's loyal to your brand, even if they don't buy your products, right? If you're readily opening an, opening an email once a week or a couple times a month, uh, you have some level of affinity to that brand. You know, you don't even necessarily need to buy their products, but as soon as they start selling something that, you know, is maybe a little bit more interesting to you or they have a sale, you know, that can really be a, a big point for customers to, um, you know, become for prospects to actually become customers and start engaging with your brand. Um, so it's much more expansive than, than most retailers would realize. And it's such an essential thing now. Yeah. And you mentioned social media and I saw a report uh, actually earlier this week from Global Web Index and that even younger audiences now are kind of taking over, you know, researching on social media for brands and products and things like that, uh, more so than search engines uh, these days. Uh, I think that range was about uh, 16 to 24 specifically. And then in this report uh, in the beginning of the year, kind of pre, not pre COVID, but I guess before it kind of ramped up, they had kind of estimated people were, would be spending about a hundred days online this year, which now that people are at home, uh, I think that's probably an underestimate at this time. Um, and it's probably seeing an increase on what's that going to average out to once we get to the end of the year now. Um, so when we talk about social media, what is, you know, the value again for retailers? Is there a specific channel that they should be focusing on more so than others? Um, right. I, I mean, I think you made a, a really great point. I think the way that consumers are searching for information is so different than it has been in the past. Um, as you kind of mentioned, you know, uh, younger people are starting their searches, um, starting, you know, initiating that product um, fun sales funnel on social media as opposed to, you know, Google. It's not the same thing anymore. SEO and SEM can only do so much for you. You have to be able to compete on the social media landscape. And, and if we look at why that is, it's because when you go to a company's website, you're immediately uh, met with time to buy, right? You don't get all this information or backstory about the brand. You don't see all the celebrities or influencers that are wearing the products. When you go on the social media page, you see a bunch of posts that the company has put out telling you all about their products, all about you know, all that information, all the backstory to the company. But you also see all these tagged photos. You also see all these stories of them sharing customers wearing and using their products. And it, again, it brings you into that community and it generates uh, something that kind of goes above and beyond the brand. Um, and it allows you to feel part of something and, and connected to that brand in a way that, you know, searching for it on Google just really doesn't. Um, as far as like social media channels, I think 
it's wherever you're going to get the highest level of engagement. I think a lot, a lot of times retailers and marketers in general look at impressions as the key number. Um, and impressions would just be the amount of people that see your advertising or your content, right? But engagement is so much more pivotal, especially in a retail sense, because if you can get customers engaging, you have customers that are loyal to your brand and customers that are going to keep coming back. Um, so depending on you know, the industry and the demographics, you're probably looking you know, somewhere between Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, you know, for that high-end demographic, you, you know, more often than not, you're going to find those on LinkedIn, especially like business-centric products, um, which is obviously something we'll get into more. But, you know, on Instagram and Facebook, if that's where your customers are, it's often the best place to engage with them. You can put up stories to show the background of your brand. You can put up content that tells the customer more about your products or the way that you create the products. Um, and then you can show influencers, celebrities, uh, models, or the people that wear and uh, demonstrate your clothing and, and product lines. So it can be a really great way to kind of captivate everything about your brand in, in one centralized place. Yeah. And it's not even about probably, you know, always focusing on paid or sponsored posts. It's about giving a nice mix for your cross-channel marketing, whether that's email, SMS, you know, social, like you mentioned, um, whether it's organic or paid and things like that, and probably getting a nice mix in there, right? So kind of explain a little bit more, I guess, on uh, is there certain things instead of throwing everything all at the wall at once and kind of is there a mix that they should be focusing on? Um, you know, we talk about not just getting impressions, but being able to see interactions and track against it, um, you know, retargeting people to see what they did, you know, on the first interaction, second interaction, things like that further down the funnel. And ultimately have them make a purchase or engage um, to add something to their cart or, you know, something further down. Right. No, absolutely. Um, I think the first step to kind of both of those questions is analytics, right? If you're able to have um, a cohesive dashboard that tells you everything you need to know about your customers, where they're at, what they're engaging with, um, then you kind of eliminate a lot of necessary, unnecessary friction from the start because you can know exactly what's working, uh, where it's working and how it's working. If you have effective attribution, you use UTM tracking, uh, you've got Facebook, Facebook Pixel, LinkedIn Insights, um, you're using Google Tag Manager throughout your web presence. It's going to allow you to know exactly what your customers are doing, where they're falling off, who's leaving your site and then coming back two weeks later to learn more. Um, and it's giving you the opportunity to, like you said, retarget them, reach them with different messaging that might um, enable them to convert. But at the very least, it, it's showing them that you care. It's showing them that you're aware of the fact that they're engaging with your content. And it's also, you know, again, it goes back to that connectivity thing, right? It's making them feel included, reminding them that they're a part of the community and you're there and you want their business if they're willing to give it to you. Um, and as it pertains to the social media stuff, um, with the variety of content that you should be posting, I think the first start point is always, always, always going to be organic content, making sure that you're sharing everything you can and you should be sharing about your brand. What do you want your customers to know? Give them the information that they want and give them the information that you would want if you were a customer. Um, look at your competitors. What are they doing? What are they posting about? Um, what's setting them apart in your industry, in your vertical? Um, and how are you able, going to be able to match that authentically? Um, so I think that's another key part of it, right, is 
content should always, always, always be authentic. Um, advertising, you know, oftentimes we can be a bit more hyperbolic because we're trying to drive that conversion. We're trying to get the customer through the door and a lot of times companies will do whatever it takes to make that happen. Uh, but with organic content, you can't really be hyperbolic because a lot of times consumers will see through that, especially from a, a brand perspective. You know, influencers can go a little bit further down that line. Um, and that's, again, another different track that uh, retailers could take is leveraging influencers, celebrities, uh, people that are big on social media to kind of leverage and benefit from their presence. But I think it all stems from an effective organic content strategy. Uh, once you're posting consistently, you know, three to five times a week on whatever platforms your customers are engaging on, uh, using stories to show the back end, using stories to show orders that are going out, you know, big events that might be coming up, promoting different product lines, using video content, you know, take every single type of content that you can uh, and leverage it and try it and see how your customers engage and react to it. And if you have that good analytics backend, then you'll know exactly what your customers care about. You'll know exactly what's giving you impressions versus engagement. And you know the biggest thing is just chase the engagement. Where do you see the engagement? Follow the engagement, comment, uh, connect and build bigger audiences that way. Um, impressions are one thing, but you know, they, they don't last forever and impressions don't always mean engaging or willing customers. Yeah, and there's a lot there really with uh, a takeaway for sure. So I appreciate you kind of diving into that. And, you know, obviously at Teamwork, we touched on a little bit earlier, a little bit, recognizing the value of customers uh, to retailers. What are maybe a couple of, you know, key takeaways you want to provide for retailers? Something they really want to focus on, uh, you know, for digital marketing for customers and their experience. Right. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is create a compelling customer experience, right? If, if your customer experience isn't uh, effective, compelling, engaging, doesn't make your customers want to come back, then they won't come back. And it doesn't matter how you remarket to them. If you're not doing the, the most basic things well, um, it doesn't matter. So the start point really is measuring that. So tracking the customer experience, using in-store monitoring tools uh, to get some feedback around what your customers are doing in store, what they care about, uh, what they like, what they don't like. Um, and then that's going to allow you to build a more effective customer experience. Um, so I'd say that that's really, really, really is the starting point. Um, and then making sure that you're capturing customer data wherever you can. Um, the great thing about teamwork is that we have a secure CRM that manages all customer data across platforms in one centralized place. Um, so our retailers are able to go on their e-commerce store and know everything they need to know about customers. They go on the in-store, in they know everything they need to know about the customer. They can tell you exactly when uh, the customer last placed an order, what they placed, where it was from, the performance method that they used. Uh, so that enables retailers that use our software to craft completely personalized experiences um, in every single sales channel. So that's really what retailers should be aiming to do. Um, know everything that they can possibly know about their uh, customer and then leverage that data to craft more engaging customer experiences. If your customer came in store and they bought a red hoodie, well, maybe your new product line is coming out for the spring and you have a long sleeve t-shirt in red with a similar design, well, that customer might be interested in it. So send them a marketing email that's automated that allows you to communicate to that customer that you've seen uh, their behavior, you know what they might like, and here's another product you might be interested in. Um, if we look at personalized advertising and email marketing, more often than not, that has a much higher conversion rate um, than just generic advertising, obviously because customers are actually getting uh, promotions that are relevant to them. And as we know, um, there's a lot of good market research from McKinsey and some other uh, groups that kind of indicate that customers tend to be more loyal when they feel like um, a store is personalizing or customizing their experience. They come back for more because they know that the experience they're getting is valuable. 
Um, and then the third thing I would say is leveraging that customer experience. If you have a great customer experience, if you know that your customers are engaged with it, then talk about it, share it, promote it. You can do so much with it, whether it's like just a, a small install video of maybe a big sales day, and then you push that to your social media channels. You talk about all the different things that you've done to improve your store experience, and then you share how your customers are reacting to it. You know, all of those elements really work well together to tell the story of your brand um, and demonstrate the value and the amount that you care about your customers. The more you can show that you care about your customers, the more your customers will care about you too. Um, and again, that's why social media is such a great tool for that. Um, but it can also be done very well through um, paid advertising, whether that's on you know Google Display Network or directly through social media as well. If you're working on uh, enhancing your customer experience or you have a really great customer experience, it can be a great way to show it. And there's a lot of different formats to use to do that. You talk a lot about uh, the different formats and I'm thinking of the old ways of marketing and typically it was going to be, you know, or it was word of mouth and neighbors telling neighbors, friends telling friends about their experience or, you know, the brand of a product, uh, anything like that. Um, and I feel like now digital marketing, especially like social media, um, it's technically still word of mouth. It's just a, you know, different format, right? Um, even if, you don't know the person that's looking at your tweet or post or whatever it is. Um, things like that, I, I think you brought something up that's kind of important and maybe you can touch on it a little bit further is, you know, going back to a specific day, like you said, it's a higher sales day and you capture actual sales experiences where they provide you, um, you know, like maybe a 15 or 30 second clip really uh, with why they like your brand, you know, talk about um, the experience that they had, um, an engagement that they they really had um, with your brand or with the product, and it's not just about the retailer providing their value and their mission uh, for things like that. It's actually getting to know their true customers of the experience and really ele elevating, um, you know, the word of the mouth that way a little bit further. No, absolutely, and I think. You know, like you mentioned, you kind of do you do have this network effect um, that's enabled by social media, right, where uh, previously it was just word of mouth marketing, but now it's customers telling their own stories with a brand um, and they'll tell you if they don't like an experience that they had. But the ability that retailers have, especially if they're effectively uh, leveraging their social media presence, if they're using social listening tools, if they're staying engaged with their audience is they can turn what was a, a terrible customer experience into a really positive outcome. Uh, you know, your customer goes on uh, Instagram, they post a story about the fact they, they bought this hoodie from you and within a week it was completely destroyed. It wasn't the quality that they would have expected from the brand. Well, now you can go on there, you can repost that story, you can tell your entire audience, what you did to rectify that issue. And you can also directly message that customer. You can tell them they're gonna have another hoodie in three days, it's gonna be sent to the house and it's gonna be way better quality. And you're also gonna pass that information along to your product team to make sure that that issue never happens again. So what you've done there is effectively turned a, a, what could have been or traditionally would have been a negative outcome into one that you can share to your audience and also ensure that that customer comes back and stays loyal to your brand. And they'll probably tell everyone they know if they did have a good experience, you know, there'll be another story that says, this brand sent me another hoodie. They made the mistake right and they made me feel great about it. And I got a gift card or, you know, something else, right? So whether it's positive or negative, your customers will know about it. And so if you are engaged and active in that process, you can be a part of that network. You can be a part of the community and you can use that, like you said, to elevate customers' voices and also even elevate mistakes and, and make, make them right, right? And make more engaging experiences for the future. Yeah, and I want to pivot uh, a little bit, not too far from retailers, uh, but it still impacts them as far as the solution that Teamwork 
uh, provides an ecosystem that we built out for partners. So you and I collaborate uh, probably almost every day and co- connect on you know different initiatives that we're doing specifically on our um, premier strategic partners. Um, can you touch on some of the digital marketing aspects as it pertains to partners and working with teamwork? Yeah, I, I think um, working with teamwork is obviously interesting. Um, and with our partners too, you know, we have a lot of um, strategic partners that heavily impact the customer experience. Um, and so when we're looking to promote teamwork in general or our partners, the biggest thing we actually have to look at is what is going to be the uh, benefit for the end customer. You often think with B2B marketing, you're trying to sell a product um, to another business, but really you're not, you're trying to highlight to that business why it matters for their customers, because that's what they should care about. And nine times out of 10, that's what they do care about. Um, So when we're working with our partners, what we're really trying to highlight is how this ecosystem works together to build this collaborative experience for a retailer that enables them to have this just otherworldly omni-channel presence um, that provides this completely seamless customer experience. Um, And so, you know, often if you look at our marketing materials, you see seamless customer experience, frictionless commerce. Well, that's not really anything to do with the retailer per se. It's everything to do with the customer. We want our retailers to know that the customer experience that they're going to be able to provide using our platform is going to be second to none. Um, And with our partners, it's absolutely the same way. We have to highlight the value that their tool provides as it connects to ours and the way that it all works together to provide the best customer experience possible um, and keep customers engaged, coming back, supported, and and make that process of managing the retail experience as simple as possible. And it's not even, you know, that's it again. It's, you know, you're pushing a product or want to have something in place. It's looking and assessing the business analysis for retailers and working with our partners to say, hey, what problem do you have? What does that look like? And you know, here's a solution that might help you out with that, uh, or even being able to highlight something that isn't necessarily considered a problem, but maybe it's imp- it improves the process in which they were doing something previously and just kind of elevates it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we work very closely with our sales team and, and, you know, as you know, you work very closely with the, our partners to find out everything that we're hearing uh, from retailers, you know, what are the pain points for them in trying to provide this experience because the goal for most of our customers is the same despite vertical differences right um they're all trying to provide um a a seamless customer experience and so when the feedback that we're getting from partners or the sales team you know we're listening to that to make sure that we understand what is the best way we can approach the market? What is the best way we can communicate with our customers? And what is the best way we can highlight to them that we can perhaps fix these problems? I mean, maybe we can't fix them the whole way, but at least our solution can make things a a bit better, right? Inventory management is always going to be a challenge, but if you have the best inventory control tools, then it's going to make that challenge a little bit simpler. It's not going to eliminate the issues, but it is definitely going to meet the needs that um, our customers have and, and their end customers have. Awesome. Alex, I enjoyed talking with you today. Thank you. Thanks for providing your insight. Thank you very much. This week, we learned that it's important for retailers to offer exceptional customer experience across every retail channel. Retailers must empower their customers to become brand advocates by delivering the best-in-class customer experience through social media engagement. Effective marketing starts with the customer in the center. While B2B and B2C could be the same, B2B marketing is not linear. By taking a proactive approach and being customer-centric, it enables a unique value for the retailer. As a technology solution, we have to provide our value to the end customer. When successful, the value of the retailer becomes directly seen, making the sales process simple. 
That's going to wrap things up for this week's episode of Commerce Talks. Thanks so much for listening in. Thanks again to Alex Goodwin for joining me today. Be sure to check out the blog for this episode at teamworkcommerce.com slash blog. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you use. We'd also appreciate if you would provide us with a review and share it. Thanks again for joining. See you next week.